0: SQL Down Under is a podcast for professionals working in the SQL Server community. SQL Server is a trademark of Microsoft Corporation. Opinions expressed during the podcast are individual opinions and may not reflect the opinions of SQL Down Under or of Microsoft Corporation. Introducing show number seven with guest Roger Walter. Our guest this evening is Roger Walter. Roger has 27 years of experience in various aspects of the computing industry, including jobs at Unisys, InfoSpan, Fourth Shift, and the last five years as a project manager, a uh, program manager, sorry, at Microsoft. His projects at Microsoft include SQL XML, the SOAP Toolkit, the SQL Server S- Service Broker, and SQL Server Express. His interest in the Service Broker was sparked by a messaging-based manufacturing system he worked on in a previous life. He's currently splitting his time between the service broker and the SQL Server Express projects in SQL Server 2005. So, welcome, Roger. Thank you. So, I might get you first up if you could just uh, tell us how you came to get involved with SQL Server in the first place.
1: That's actually a long story. Um, <laughs> I've been interested in databases for you know pretty much my whole career, in various various forms. Uh, when I came to Microsoft, I actually came in through the Com plus team as an evangelist, did that for a couple of years, and then uh, there was actually an opening in SQL 2000, uh, the SQL XML team. So I went over there and worked on that for a while uh, until we shipped that. Then I moved, did, uh, as I said, you said in my biography, I did the Soap Go kit for a year or so until uh, uh, .NET came and, and pretty much take, took over that. Aspect of SOAP, and then, there's are not So which, which subtoolkit uh, was that? Sorry, which subtoolkit was, was that? The, so, uh, SOAP toolkit 20 and 30, that, uh, uh was, uh, a native SOAP toolkit based on MSXML, those kinds of things. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much pretty much totally gone, I think, from uh, most of the things that are, have been happening lately, and uh, been totally replaced by the dot, dot .NET SOAP stack, which is has kept up with the times as uh, SOAP has changed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then um, when uh, the service broker team had an opening, I moved up here, and I've you know, been up in uh, uh, the SQL Server engine uh, for the last. Let's see, almost four years now.
0: Great. And so that really leads us to SQL Server Express, and uh, one of the I think uh, the first notable thing about Express is at least it's got SQL Server in the name now. Uh, where I must have been one <laughs> of the things I used to find with uh, the MSDE is that pe- people seem to not think of it as SQL Server because of the name. In fact, did you yeah, tend to find that? Or? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a good point. We, uh, one of the things we wanted to do when we went to Express was pretty much totally relaunch, uh, the the MSDE concept, um, Hmm. move it into being, uh, you know, we wanted to keep it a free database, obviously, because that that was kind of the market segment we worked with. But, uh, for example, MSDE had the, you know, the, the process limit throttle, which was, actually was a, a fairly reasonable thing to do and, and worked fairly well but but it was very very uh, badly misunderstood by people there are still people today that will swear to you that you can't have more than five connections on MST. You know, <laughs> in, in fact never I, been I spent true.
0: i spent quite a bit of time on the MSD news groups and uh, uh actually i should shout out to andrea montanari he's uh, one of the ones that uh, the number of times I've seen him answer that same question on the newsgroups is just outstanding. And, uh, yeah, that's why right. people endlessly uh, quote the fact that it's like a five-user thing or something and we're forever on those newsgroups explaining what that really does mean.
1: Good, but yes, you know, I mean, so we're, what we tried to do was, was express... Uh, you know, make the, the, the throttling part of it, you know, very simple to understand. So now we're, our only throttling that we have is that we have a single user and one gigabyte of memory, which obviously limits the amount of scalability that you have, but it's a very, a predictable, understandable limit in terms of when you run out of memory, you start slowing down and, and uh, you slow down in a very predictable manner, just as yeah. if you ran out of memory on a, on another SQL server.
0: Yeah. So we've, we've just got the memory limitation and the single processor. And so if, if the machine has multiple processors, um, it, it simply just ignores the other processors. Is that what you've done?
1: Yeah. Basically. It's basically uh, SQL Server does its own process scheduling internally. And what, what we do is basically only start one scheduler in SQL Express. Mm-hmm. So that means that, uh, you know, the, we won't necessarily even always use the same processor, but we'll only use one at a time because there's only one schedule that's actually scheduling tasks.
0: Yeah. What happens if you have multiple instances of SQL Express?
1: Well, each, each instance will then take a, take a processor. Um, you may, if if you're doing that, you may in fact want to play with affinity to so, so that you ensure that they don't ever get the same processor. But they'll mm-hmm. just be like any other any, any other jobs running on a multiprocessor system. They'll get the the grab a processor that's available and, and work on it
0: yeah I, I think it's one of the questions that's been coming up. I've noticed people saying if I have two instances of it they're sort of interested in when you say one processor does that mean it's the same one or you know would that actually give you you know uh, additional performance perhaps if you had two instances so
1: I would expect it to give you better performance and because chances are they won't end up on the on the same processor because the the hmm. one running the first instance to come up will be busy and so the when the next instance comes up it'll grab the next one
0: yeah and the database size limitations
1: four gigabytes uh, we're up from two gigabytes in MSD we went up to four gigabytes um, from what I what we did when we uh, surveyed a bunch of MSD pro- customers, uh, very, very few of them actually even hit two gigabytes. So yeah. we thought before get us more in the in the ballpark. ballpark. Obviously, there are going to be people out there that want to store, you know, you know, huge quantities of images or something like that in a database where four gigabytes is going to be a limitation. But if what you're storing is, you know, normal uh, relational data. Uh, kind of from our experience when when you have a database much larger than 4 gigabytes you're not going to be able to run it efficiently you know with 1 gigabyte of memory just because you won't have enough cache space Mm.
0: yeah no I think that's good and I suppose the other question that comes up all the time is that it's just the database files themselves and not the log file
1: yes it's just the database that's limited to 4 gig yes
0: yeah. So, who do you who do you see the main target market for SQL Express, uh, SQL Server Express is?
1: Well, uh, the biggest you know our, our biggest emphasis has been on you know integration with with Visual Studio. So obviously, mm-hmm. um, developers I think are probably our our first market. What we wanted to do was be able to have a, a version of SQL Server on every developer's desktop, so that you can you know, without spending money on it, actually have a version of SQL Server that you can develop with and then move that application, you know, up, upscale as your, as your needs grow and those kinds of things. So that, mm-hmm. uh, so that's probably our primary thing. The other major market that we look at is, uh, you know, the, being the database for web servers. You know, there's many, many, many thousands of, websites out there that need a fairly small, fairly limited database to store you know, data to do some things. Obviously not, you know, if you have a, a huge order entry system, you know, you're, you're trying to be the next Amazon.com. Uh, <laughs> SQL Express is probably not going to, you know, not going to hack it for you. But, uh, you know, for the vast majority of small websites, SQL Express is probably ideal size. And obviously being free is fairly easy to to get installed and working.
0: What about multiple database files and or file groups? Are are you able to do that? Are they all within the same 4 gig limitation?
1: Well, within a a particular database is is limited to 4 gigabytes. But, uh, for example, you can have, you know, a dozen or so databases on, on the same SQL Express instance. Uh, and yeah. a, as I said before, you're going to gonna run into problems with, you know, the amount of available buffer space with a, the one gigabyte memory of it at some point. But, you know, there's yeah. nothing that would prevent you, for example, from having multiple, uh, multiple databases and splitting your data across them.
0: Yeah. I was thinking more in terms of uh, data files like NDF files. Um, as well as the yep. MDF file. Yep.
1: Well, th- th- those get counted. I mean, you, what we count is the, the, is the total database size. So, I mean, if, yep. if you have... But
0: you, you, you can files have those. The they're just, yeah.
1: Hmm. Yes, you can. Yep. I mean, they just count them yep. like four gigabytes.
0: Yeah, that's good. And I noticed also, um, in terms of uh, things like other things working on that, so... Uh, CLR integration, things like reporting services, service broker, what sort of limitations have we got there?
1: Okay. Um, CLR integration works, you know, unmodified. There's there's no difference at all there. Um, Mm -hmm. Reporting services is something that, you know, we've committed to put into SQL Express. That was done... You know, the, the decision to do that was done fairly late in the game. It was done primarily um, to cater to, we had a, a, quite a few ISVs who said, well, gee, I would really like to adopt reporting services as r- my reporting solution, but, you know, I, I don't want to be in a situation where I have to use one, ro- one reporting system for the set of my customers that are using, you know, SQL Standard, for example, in a, in a different reporting solution people using sql express so because of that we made a decision to include reporting services in sql express that won't be there however at rtm just because we decided too late and we didn't have enough time to get that done so one of the things that uh, in the future we're doing is uh, essentially repackaging sql express to include uh, reporting services and uh Management Studio Express version and, and full-text search and those kinds of things to be a you know a more complete implementation. That's probably sometime next spring is I think where we're we're targeting it. I don't think we have a firm date on that yet. But that's the next version of of Express. Whether that you know comes out as uh, as part of a service pack or actually is my guess is it'll, it'll be just a separate download and be a separate thing, but that, that those kinds of decisions actually haven't been made yet. But we definitely are going to have a, a new version, a, a separate version of SQL Express being available. Um, yeah. And then Service Broker, uh, since that's mine, that's, a, you know, a an interest of mine. One of the things we pushed very hard for early on in, in SQL Express was to have Service Broker in there. Um just because we think there are a lot of scenarios where you want to be able to send messages from a service broker that, you know, is running on a, you know, maybe even on a client or people that are sending messages from service broker uh, running on a cash register, for example, and those kinds of things. So we want to mm-hmm. have a, a service broker presence in, in uh, SQL Express to kind of get over the, um, the marketing issues in terms of, of actually giving away service broker, there is sorry about that. There is a limit limitation built into um, the, the service broker protocol with Express in that, for example, you can you can talk from service from an ex, service broker running on an Express instance to a service broker running on for example, standard or, or workgroup, or you could do the opposite way from workgroup to Express, but you can't talk from Express to Express unless those messages actually get routed through a licensed copy of the SQL Server. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's and good.
0: Actually, I think that was a fairly good compromise. I think those are
1: the main limitations that we have. There are a few other smaller ones that are coming along.
0: Yeah. In terms of tools, uh, there was much interest early on with Express Manager, but uh, I gather that's now uh, dropped back out and going to be replaced with a cut-down Management Studio or something.
1: Yes. Um, one of the things that we want we pushed hard to put into Express um, was the you know, one we was to replace the shortcoming of MSD that there really were no GUI tools for doing that. So, our first approach to that was to actually come out with a separate uh, product called the Express Manager that was going to be just only the things that you needed to do in Express and uh, nothing else. And we actually came out, uh, there's been a prototype out there for quite a while that people have been playing with, but really all that was there was the query editor and we had one di- one dialogue that uh, created databases. And
0: created, yeah, I remember it. I created a new database, so. yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, right. And so um, that was out there. We left it out there for a while for it to get some feedback. And what we actually found talking to customers and, you know, talking to people internally and those kinds of things is, is that there really wasn't a very big delta between what management studio does, and and what uh, people were looking for in Express Manager, and so the decision was made that it really doesn't make sense to support different product lines there. So we decided to, uh, you know, drop the Express Manager uh, code tree and and instead pursue taking uh, taking the parts, you know, for example, there's uh, all the analysis services things and those kinds of things are management yep. studio that don't apply to express taking all those things out and coming out with an express edition of management studio. Um, and we're in the process of doing that. now the hope is to have a beta version of that that's available as close to RTM as we can do it. I don't think there's a, a firm schedule right now, but, but I think that that's the, mm-hmm. the target. And then, when we do this next version of express uh whatever we call that i guess i think that we're still working with marketing on coming up with a good name i think we've it's been called express plus and express complete and a few other things like that i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah. really exactly what it will be called but yeah. uh when we come out with that uh that that's when the the official release of of um SQL Server Management Studio Express Edition, I think, is the official name that we have for that now.
0: Yeah. No, look, I think that will be a, a great thing. The the other thing, I suppose, the issue uh, that has always been a perennial thing, if I, I look on the MST newsgroups, um, installation and deployment have been the other things that have been uh, a constant topic of discussion. And I gather there seem to be good plans afoot to to help with that as well. In, when we're dealing with Express,
1: we certainly hope so. Um, that was again one of our highest priorities in doing this: is to simplify the the uh, installation situation. Uh, one of the things that, that was uh, you know turned out to be a very bad thing in MSD. I guess we didn't really anticipate this going in. Was that we uh, you actually had two choices in MSD? You could use the MSI in, install and actually just install it you know, using the normal setup that everybody else used. Or you could use yeah. actually it was available as merge modules and actually make it part of your setup, which uh at first in at first blush seemed like the right thing to do because then you know you could actually embed Express uh bed MSD into MSD, your yeah. application into your setup and all those kinds of things. But what we found out was um when you embed that, then it actually becomes part of your setup and part of your application as far as setup is concerned. So we basically had no way of servicing that. I mean, you, for example, yeah. it doesn't even, MSD doesn't even show up on add remove programs. So there's no way to uninstall mm-hmm. it without uninstalling whichever program put it in there. There's no way to service it using the, the normal patching things. You'll have to get a patch. Yeah from the, the vendor who gave you the original setup. Yeah. I, I think, actually, anyway, yeah, a
0: lot of that came to light with Service Pack 3 and 3A, I think uh, because uh, there are a lot of instances of MSD installed in lots of places that people almost weren't even aware were there, but then also the Service Packs wouldn't apply to them because of the installation mechanism, yeah. And so, yeah, getting them Service right, Packed, I, I think, yeah, that was quite a challenge, so, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, it, well, one of the things we're doing in Express is that will now fit into the, the to the Microsoft Update Services just like every other version of SQL Server, and, and you'll be mm-hmm. able to, you know, automatically get patches downloaded downloaded and download installed. And, and the way we've actually done implemented that is we have um, an executable which is basically a a zipped um, setup thing that you you can call from your program, and, and you, everybody will be running the same setup using the same thing, using the the, the executable that, that you call to, act, to set up Express. So there should be a very uniform installation setup experience. You can either do it in the foreground so people are aware of it, or you can do it, for example, like like Visual Studio does it, and just run it as a background quiet task where it will do the setup without actually telling you that it's setting it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Actually one of the other, probably the last of the installation related things is still uh, the idea of these still requiring an admin style install and uh, I still see a lot of people who have a real strong preference for uh, JET database files and things simply because they can move it around without actually installing something as an admin and uh, is there anything in train to try and address that in any way?
1: Well I, mean, well, I mean, installing SQL Server, I think, is probably always going to require, well, I don't want to say always, but in, yeah. in, the, <laughs> in the near future, at least, it's going to require um, admin privileges just, just because we, we have to do uh, a large quantity of registry changes and, and uh, yeah. reactling files and all those kinds of things, which you need to be an admin to do. Um, but there mm-hmm. is, you know, for example, one of the things that, that you can do, in distributing your application is use the one-click install, where in that case um, the even a, a non-admin user can can set up you through through the one-click setup can can set up a, an application that that will then download c, download and install SQL Express as an admin, even though the actual user running it doesn't have to be an admin. So that's oh well, okay, alternative yeah. that.
0: Actually, that, yeah, that, that would be, that, that's a good interim solution regardless. Yeah, the, the, um, it certainly, it seems to be just getting that initial Express footprint on the machine because one of the other things is I noticed uh, back in MSDE days or current days, uh, the intention previously seemed to be that each application would install its own instance of the MSDE. But in the case of Express, the advice is now the other way around. It's uh, by default everybody should use the same instance.
1: Well, that's that was kind of the by design that we we created a, an instance when you install Express by default. It's installed mm-hmm. with an instance name of SQL Express, and that was just to make it easier for applications to use the same instance if they wanted to. Um, you don't necessarily have to if you know that for some mm-hmm. reason you you want to use your own instance. Uh, you know, for performance reasons or for isolation reasons and stuff, that's perfectly acceptable. But what we tried wanted to try and get away from is, uh, it was fairly common in, in, uh, some boxes to have three or four copies of MSDE running simultaneously because each one was installed as a different instance. And, and that seemed, you know, to me seemed kind of wasteful. So what we tried yeah. to do was, at least make it very easy for people to share an instance if they wanted to share one, and you know still leave the door open to not share it if they decided that you know their application requirements required them not yeah. to share.
0: Okay, yeah, now that that's that's great. Actually, well, look, that's a, a good point. We might just take a break there, and we'll come up back after the break and talk a little further about Circle Express. So that's good. As well as community resources such as this podcast. SQL Down Under offer mentoring services and both private and public training options. If you need to get your project back on track, or if you need to get it off to a good start, why not give us a call? We have also recently introduced a series of online courses available in both Asia-Pacific and US-UK time zones. In particular, the first course that's offered in this series is Query Performance Tuning. You'll find details at www.sqldownunder.com. So say so welcome back from the break. Uh, so, Roger, what I'll get you to do, um, just anything you want to tell us about just yourself and where you live and,
1: and so anything we can get to know something about you. Wow. Okay. I um, <laughs> live in, uh, on a, in Kirkland, Washington, which is actually about 15 miles from campus, uh, so it's a pretty convenient drive coming in coming in early in the morning um, I've got three daughters only one of which actually still lives at home she's 22 then I have a 25 year old that lives in Japan and 20 in Japan old I hope I'm getting this right yeah yeah <laughs> and 28 year old lives in uh, Denver yeah my uh, my middle daughter lives in Japan teaches English there uh, totally loves it I fully expect that she probably will never move back here and stuff because it's a uh, one. It's of a her, great place. You know, m- most exciting things, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh, which, which city Takamatsu. is she in?
1: Lives in Takamatsu, uh, or actually, a suburb of Takamatsu, which is on Ishoku. Ishuku. I, forget, I can't even pronounce that. The uh, yeah, one of the islands off the south coast. So, oh, okay. Uh, very yeah, nice no, place. actually,
0: over over the last few years, I've actually done. Uh, Quite a bit of training with uh, U.S. Navy guys at uh, Yokosuka uh, Navy Base and uh, Camp Zama and places like that in uh, in Japan. It's actually been interesting because I've been sort of living on base and uh, and training the, uh, the the Navy personnel over there. And what what is interesting is the number that have moved there and and seem to uh, have have no intention of going back anywhere else. They've they've very much made it home now. And uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. which. Are, um, it, yeah, it's kind of interesting, but uh, certainly on the base itself, it's it's uh, you, you could just as well be in an American city as uh, <laughs> you know, except maybe in the McDonald's or whatever. You know, there's Japanese staff and they they sell McTeriyaki burgers, but you know, apart from that, it uh, it very much feels like being in an American suburb. But uh, but as soon as you step outside the door of the base, it's a different story. Yeah. So and yeah, I I, I just love the place. I find Japan really great. So. Hmm. Excellent. So, listen. Continuing with uh, SQL Service Broker things, the um, yeah, I think one of the probably the key thing actually sorting out the reporting thing is going to be. It is a big issue because I know uh, when we had um, any of the ISV breakfasts and things we've had, uh, the the message there that was very much coming loud and clear was uh, people wanted to be able to deploy across a wide Variety of things from high-end SQL servers down to SQL Express or MSD at the time, and and that's right. They really don't want to ha- have two different reporting strategies. Nobody wants to write reports twice. So, um, so one of the things I, I'm just interested in is there. What I personally would have really loved to have seen is almost a, a move to to have almost the same functionality apart from the enterprise features pretty much down to express level, but but more so just limit by resources, like like you have with memory and database size and so on. And I'm sort of a little interested in the thinking there, uh, because, again, I would have thought the more things you have in the box, like, say, analysis services or things like that, you think you'd very quickly grow to databases that, that wouldn't fit inside the size limitation and people would have to grow up to bigger systems anyway. But uh, the thing I like about the idea of doing something like that is at least you get... Uh, you know, people can develop applications in one specific way. Does that sort of make sense?
1: Yes, it does. Um, and that's you know one of the internal conflicts we continuously is that you, on one hand, you want to, pretty much everyone wants their features to span the entire you know entire breadth of the the product line because, as you said, that's that's the way to. Uh, get people started at, at at a lower level and move them up as as need to decrease and the, the, there's some yeah. very very sound reasons for doing that. But at the same time, uh, you know, the, the flip side of that argument is is that if you basically can do everything that you want to in the free database, the uh, the motivation to start moving up kind of goes away. So mm. it's it's a very fine balancing act if if uh, Express had all the features that Enterprise does. Um, you know, we'd have a, f- a fair amount of difficulty, uh, you know, selling enter- Enterprise. Um, yeah. So that's you know that, that that's the trade-off. So I guess yeah. a good example was was Service Broker, where we when mm-hmm. we first started, that was going to be a you know a standard Enterprise only feature, and then we, we moved it down into the lower SKUs just because we. Saw a real need for it there, but but uh, we lost when we did that. We did lose some differentiation between the SKUs because now, you know, one of our new features is available across. So, you know, yeah. CLR and XML and those kinds of things are all available across the product line. It's it's harder to differentiate. Mm-hmm. I, I
0: think yeah, it's probably I spent a fair bit of time in the ISV camp, and and they just think in terms of we only want to build a single application and and. Uh, <laughs> you know, they don't want to do different strategies on the size of the client, and and I think it's more, uh, I think they're usually very happy with resource limitations and things like that, because most of the trick seems to be getting a foot in the door at a lot of the sites, and 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 even very big sites, it's kind of interesting that I found previously the MSDE was a great way to physically get a foot in the door, um, and and so for example, I've uh, had clients that have started you know, one client in particular that started with, like, a single-user MSDE system, but in the end uh, ended up buying, like, you know, 10 Windows 2003 servers and full SQL licenses and exchange licenses and processor licenses for ISA and the whole bit. But we would never, ever have got the sale had we not got in the door with the MSDE system in the first place. And uh, it's, yes, it's kind and of interesting. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah, that that is the, the strategy behind Express and behind... Mm. And, and if you look at it, we've actually added a lot more to Express that wasn't there in MSDE, um, yeah. you know, specifically for those reasons. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's, we got, it's a great story. Ex- okay. The other thing, that, the issue that came up with Express was, uh, especially for the a lot of the Visual Studio scenarios where you wanted, wanted to be able to... Uh, uh, have a very lightweight express visual studio that, that also in turn downloads a, a very lightweight, uh, SQL express was which one of which we worked hard at was keeping the download size down. I think now in the, the final versions, you, a 32 bit download is, you know, right now under 40k. Well, um, for example, that, that under was 40 one, meg. Of the, one of the, reasons for under 40 meg. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, 40k would be cool.
0: That would be um, outstanding. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that, that would be outstanding, and and obviously it would never work. Um, Wouldn't do much. But, yeah. <laughs> but that that was the reason we we originally dropped full text search out of uh, SQL Express was full text search with the with the uh, word breakers in all languages was almost as big as SQL Server. Um, yeah, you know SQL Server engine, and so so we pulled that out. And that's one of the things we're going to be planning to put back in when we do our next version. So what you'll find in the next version is the download size will probably be, you know, fairly large. And, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the idea is, is that if you if you want, you know, the full feature set, uh, you, know, you, you should be willing to, to download more stuff to get all those features. Yeah. So if you still, absolutely. If so if you're still satisfied with this, the engine, the engine, the engine will still be available as a separate download.
0: Yeah actually I heard um uh Jackie Goldstein yes on uh, .net rocks last week talking about the fact that uh, the full text search was now going to be in SQL Express and actually that's that's really good news I I one of the things that intrigues me is that uh, as as computing people we we tend to always kind of like things nice and neat and precise but I think end users like things kind of fuzzy and uh, uh and and bits and pieces of things they're looking up by or different parts of words or things, and and I think full text, uh, the indexing stuff, is just great for that. Uh, I have a little application I use myself uh, on my desktop where it uh, could possibly get replaced with some of the desktop search things now, but I just have a little application where it just sits there all the time, and I just have a thing called... Um, What's it called? Frontal lobe or something? But it's a little thing, and I just have add a, add something I want to remember, and find me stuff I want to remember, and you know, it's just it, it actually based on full text search, and it's just been an absolute godsend. I, I I just throw things in there that I just want to be able to find later, <laughs> little bits of text and things. It's fabulous. Good.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, um, Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry we. <laughs> I was gonna say that that was kind of our, our primary motivation for uh, moving full text search back into Express was we saw that as as something that there was a high demand for it in, in some of the lower end markets. Um, mm. And as I said, full text search is gets to be fairly big because you know full text search itself is only like only a Around 5 meg, but uh, the word breakers, obviously, if you think about it, to have word breakers will break, you know, understand many different languages and stuff. There's, yeah. there's a lot of text that they have to do to do that. So those end up being pretty huge because we span mm. a fair number of languages.
0: I've, I've, around the, the places I, I deal with, I've not seen uh, full text search all that widely deployed yet. Uh, and yet I, I think myself it has amazing potential. I'm, I'm just interested in well, why do you think that has been that it's, it's not that all that widely used yet just in SQL server in general
1: That's hard to say. Um, part hmm. of it is I think it, it's only only very useful in certain sizes of, of uh, when you th- well especially in, in Express when you think about it if you only have, uh, four gigabytes of data. You know, the, the chances of you having a, a lot of text to search through are are, are fairly limited. And I think that's really yeah. common. Is, is that most people have, when they have relational data, they don't have a lot of just raw textual data. But there are certain certain kinds of applications where where you you are storing documents, you are storing um, you know descriptions and those kinds of things where it does that. So we've had that. We've had quite a Actually, we've had a fair no, uh, fairly robust adoption of full, certain kinds of applications. And the mm-hmm. other thing I think that held that back in SQL 2000 was actually building and maintaining the full-text indexes was fairly expensive. It took a little processor yeah. time. And that's one of the things that we've done in SQL 2005 is, is that building full-text indexes is orders of magnitude faster than it was before. Yeah. So uh, we've had people that, that went from, uh, you know, building building their full-text index taking pretty much a whole day down to, you know, an hour or so. So it's, it's become yeah. a lot more manageable and easy to do.
0: I think also probably the fact that the, the catalog sort of like sat outside the database. People, uh, I, th- I think, figured it was then requiring different management strategies and so on to the rest of the database. You think that's an issue? Or?
1: That, that's true, that was, and that's one of the things we addressed in SQL two thousand five was mm. the catalog still physically exists outside the database. Uh, and you know, at some point probably we'll come up with a way of moving that in there, but but right for right now we're still using still using the Windows full text search engine, so it, it actually exists externally. But for example, when you back up the database we'll automatically back up the full text catalogs with that and those kinds of things so actually so managing the space managing the backup and restore your full-text catalogs is a huge amount simpler than it was in, in sql 2000
0: yeah that's great well listen thanks for that and i suppose the other thing a be great to find out is just wh- what things uh are happening in your world in terms of uh presentations or things that you're doing or places you're going uh i I suppose one of the things uh i noticed you've uh, your book on service brokers that released as yet or
1: okay i can go through some of that yes my service broker book got published um the end of july so uh it's been available for quite a while uh it you know, actually, you can actually see the the numbers go up and down on Amazon.com in terms of the, the <laughs> ranking. Um, I'm, I'm still, uh, I, I still uh, ha- haven't gone ab- above thirty thousand. I think in the times that I've checked. But um, so we've had a fair, uh, a fairly good adoption of that. I think we've had, you know, I've had some fairly good responses from people. I just got back. From PDC. I think I saw quite a few people there that that, uh, were excited about Service Broker. I think we had the biggest, in terms of numbers attending, the biggest Service Broker presentation we've ever had at PDC. Um, Yeah. And, you know, so I think it's it's building. It's it's something that people are finally uh, beginning to understand what it is, what it's for, uh, what what it's good for. Um, Next week, I'm going to pass down in uh dallas you know assuming that the, the hurricane doesn't blow it all the way i'll be there next week
0: yeah. and, uh, yes actually i'm uh hopping on a plane myself on sunday to head that way i'll get there late in the day sunday uh your time but uh yeah i, I keep looking at the weather forecast and wondering if uh if uh, that's going to be wise but anyway <laughs> we'll wait and see but I, I must admit i'm really looking forward to the past conference so yeah.
1: I'm I'm fortunately not going down until Tuesday because of some uh, other commitments I had. So I, I'm I'm actually that that's seeming to be as time goes on a much much better decision than it was at the beginning. So, and then I'm <laughs> so also doing you're presenting
0: a, a session there.
1: No, I'm not. I'm just going down there okay. to uh, work in in the, in the booth and at the questions and answers, and actually to be at the MVP Summit at the end. Fabulous. And then, yep. Uh, Couple weeks after that, uh, going to VS Live and doing a, a SQL Express presentation there.
0: Excellent. And uh, actually, where's where's VS Live on? Uh, I know we've got uh, one in, in Sydney Orlando. as well in November, but it's in Orlando, it? Okay. Excellent. Yep. Well, listen, thank you very much, Roger, for your time. And uh, the good part is actually, I'll finally get to meet up with you next week as well at Pass.
1: Good. I look forward to it. In fact, thank, thank, thank you. you
0: very much. That's great.